Welcome to the Normal to Nomad podcast, where we share stories, thoughts, ideas, and conversations on our journey to find balance with nature in a technologically advanced world. My name is Baron. And I'm Elsa. We live together in a 13-foot scamp trailer with our dog camp in the American wilderness. Hello. Welcome back to another podcast episode. This was a, this is a big one. It's pretty exciting. Should we just jump right in? I guess so. We're not pregnant. <laughs> I'm especially not pregnant. Especially. That's always the, we have an announcement, of course, but no. Maybe one day. We yeah, um, Hopefully one day. We are landowners, almost. Almost landowners. We're, we signed contracts. We have our earnest money in. We aren't currently yet officially we don't own the property yet but we close on the 21st of april so that's like two weeks away it might be a little preemptive for us to be talking about this but we kind of just want to start getting ideas flowing and I, it, it, there would have to be something a little bit crazy to happen for we've us already to talked it. to the seller and everything personally so we know it's going to go through but we just don't want to jinx it but we also want to talk about it so right and so we're just telling the podcast first and maybe we'll, I mean, we will tell YouTube later. You want to tell the story of how we found the land? We were, oh my gosh, it it feels so good. Like, it all feels really right. We were, we were searching for some spots to camp, thinking, like, let's get this area explored for the summer. We had heard that, um, I don't know, some of the areas we've been lately get really busy in the summer, so we were just exploring this kind of new area. And they've been closing down due to a protected bird. Right, so, so that we makes had to everything a lot more challenging. Really, yeah. So we were, you had looked at this property a number of times online, right? Yes, and, really and it was just always we so far from us. Lady who, that I'd never um, I don't know, we'd it. send her properties, and I think she's just a legit lady and didn't know had if we were legit. Going on, yeah. Right. So, so it was like sending her properties didn't really get us any results. We would have had to just choose to go to see this property. And based on the one photo that was there, Wasn't it just great. didn't look like anything. So we never went to see it. But we were exploring through some forest land. Um, it was beautiful, beautiful area. It looks and, like the land before time. Yes, and I even made an Instagram video of it, of some of the rock walls. It's just stunning. And as we were driving away back to where the scamp was parked, probably like 30 minutes away, I just thought, oh, I wonder what could be for sale around here. Because we have been on a fairly active search for land since at least November. Just like actively looking. Even longer. Well, before that, it was less active. But... Right. And that was like, that was more preemptive, I think, talking about what we want and where we'd like to be, which state. And then... Since we've been here over the winter, we have actively been looking and making that happen, talking at a realtor. and The um, realtor situation didn't really help us out much. We ended up, like we've talked to a number of them, and we're, it's in a pretty small area. So there, isn't a, there, there aren't a lot of people to choose from. So a lot of it was our own footwork to get all of it done. I would argue that it was kind of entirely ours yeah especially the finding finding of this property yeah i just i don't know why though it's like do they not think 
that we were serious or... Well, they probably, truly probably didn't think we were or that we had money or, um, I don't, I, I don't know because yeah, this was, it, it was, was strange. It was like, you ha I had to be so proactive to get anybody to like interact with us. We talked to a lady from like a Zillow lady or realtor.com lady who was out of Denver and she sent us a bunch of properties, but anytime I'd send her anything less than like a hundred thousand dollars, she would come back and show me, well, how about this a like property 300. over 300,000. <laughs> yeah. And so back and forth like that, it was like, okay, I, I don't know that we are on the same page here. I think we're going to go a different direction. Then we found a local lady who was so nice, Yeah. but I think just, she's she had got a lot going on. Bigger she's selling fish a lot of properties. Right. So yeah, it was just tough, but in having to figure all this out ourselves, we learned a ton. Like our realtor didn't hold our hands through it. It was like we had to dig into all of the information and call the assessor and the county and really figure everything out on our own. Versus like trusting a source to be like, okay, here, this is how this works. This is how this works. Right. So it wasn't ideal, but we did learn a lot. So it could like be a blessing in disguise. I think it is truly because we, we may not ever have we would have maybe found things out a little too late and now we're mm -hmm. coming into this property with as much information as we possibly can have. It was wild as we started learning about it. It was like every rule or regulation or thing that we figured out then opened up like three more questions that we had to research. And It's so much. And I feel like we couldn't have really known Unless we had found a plot of land somewhere and started this whole process, we wouldn't have really known what to look for without mm -hmm. ever having done it. And it's it's it helps knowing people that have done similar things. In the same area, too. Right. And we just met a couple that has done similar things in the same area, which is awesome. But still, every situation is different depending on where you are and, like, if you have an HOA or LOA or what's going on. It's like every situation is very different from every other situation. So there are lots of things that you have to consider in that, which was overwhelming at first. But we, I, I feel confident now that we know everything that we need to know. As There's, far as we know. As far as we know. There are very <laughs> few things that could come out and sort of surprise us, I think. But you never know. It's um, a crapshoot to some extent. So we went and saw this public land we went back to the scamp we took the scamp to that public land area the next day and uh, I don't it was just it, the it this campsite that we had found was just two miles away from this property so and we had to look for it there weren't a lot of different sites available even oh I don't even know if I um I don't know if I said how I found it Go for it. So as we were leaving that forest land, the day that we were looking, pulled up Realtor.com and I saw this listing that I'd seen several times before with just one picture that didn't make it look very great. And we went and got the scamp and um, brought it to this National Forest spot campsite that we found the next day. And once we got there, realized that, oh, that listing is actually only two miles from here. Do you want to go check it out? And your intuition is so on point that I've just learned that whenever something's pulling you, I just, yep, 
we're doing that. <laughs> well, and it was, that's exactly what it was. It was like, okay, let's, let's go. Let's go look at it. Let's do mm-hmm. it. We might as well. It's right over there. Well, I'm happy to hear you say that. That's very nice. It, it is. It's, <clears throat> it's wild. Cause when you were, you were so excited to go check it out and I was like, okay, like I'm down always, but it's like you knew before we even went that it was promising. Although you hadn't wanted to really go look at it before. It was strange. I think it's just because the <clears throat> public land in the area is so epic that it was kind of like, well, if if this is epic, I wonder if that's epic. And, and yes. turns out it is. <laughs> it's pretty freaking epic. We pulled up and um, just the terrain surrounding it was awesome. There are neighbors. Um, it's a... It's like an area of people with lots. Uh, uh, that would be called a neighborhood, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's technically a subdivision, but the lot sizes are <laughs> can't be split up less than 35 acres. So, like, everybody's got a bunch of land. <laughs> that would be a neighborhood, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, we... So did we go check it out by ourselves and we didn't walk it? No, we just drove by it. And it's funny, I have on video that if we, when we purchase this land in two weeks, I've got all kinds of video that we just took sporadically to send to our parents, but it'll be cute to show people on YouTube. But as we were driving by, I just filmed the surrounding terrain that was so cool to send to our parents. And then pointed it at our property and I was like, this is ours over here. Day one, like first first minute that we saw it, and I don't like. It might sound like it sounds flippant and just crazy, and we just made this rash decision to oh we saw land and decided to buy it. Uh, but by now, people know that we're pretty calculated. I hope. <laughs> God, <laughs> if you don't think we are at this point, then yeah, like no decision gets made without immense research and mm-hmm. time and. And not even this property itself, like we've been studying this area, figuring out kind of our, just ideating on what this area would look like for us. And we were thinking it was going to look entirely different in this area, Uh, thinking we'd have to settle for no trees, just... And flat land. Somewhere that wouldn't be very desirable in order to be able to do this. So when we saw this property... It just feels like it's not supposed to be for sale. Yeah. It's so it feels like it's supposed to be some sort of protected land, uh, forest land, which is interesting because it's surrounded by forest land that we unknowingly were driving on basically our backyard of forest land the day before. And I just can't, sh- it's just, I can't even, it's just, I. It gives me <laughs> butterflies to talk about it because I wanted to go through so bad. But so we had pre-qualified it heavily. We were, we knew to an extent exactly what we wanted or what we could work with. So it was very few and far between that we even found a property that was viable for what we want to do. With water, mineral rights, the type of terrain. Right. Uh, Location as far as where it is in comparison to cities and stuff. Ability to have a garden. In some areas you can't if you have a certain lot size you can't have a garden and whether you can dwell, drill a well or not and um building codes all that stuff so once we did find this one it was like okay this checks all of the boxes and then it was just 
two weeks of researching and calling different people and getting all the information that we could to move forward with it. We didn't do anything for two straight weeks aside from study, call people, think, go on walks. Yeah. We just, we were so consumed by this. We hardly slept. No, God, <laughs> you no. especially. I was sleeping like three, four hours a night. Just couldn't, so much to wrap your head around. There was a lot of, um, it was almost entirely f- feeling good and really putting it out into the universe that I'm okay if this is not what we're trying to do, but, you know, maybe this is what we're trying to do. And mm-hmm. if it is, then I hope that we can move forward on it and that it's known our wi-fi actually happened to go out right at the beginning of this so we were really i mean everything just fell into place Mm -hmm. we were really able to tune in to the land from our spot like the forest land we could see our backyard from where we were and really talk about it and journal and kind of get our minds right and get get it all figured out so then once we got internet again it was like okay (laughs) (laughs) operation go yeah, it's been it's been wild. I've been trying to be trepidatious or like bait my excitement level as much as I can or abate it and it's so difficult. There was one night that I stayed up all night. It was after we had figured out one detail or something. It was, I think it was after you talked to your parents about whether we should get a loan or not. Okay, then I guess I had two nights of... <laughs> <laughs> well, there were, there were lots of nights, but yeah, mention both of them. Well, it was after I contacted the president of the Land Landowners Association, who ended up being just so nice. I felt so good about that after talking to him. Just I, it, That felt really good. Because that was something that we were super concerned about. Is having an LOA and... Yeah, that brings up another point, but we can get we'll back to that. We'll roll into that, yeah. He had then kind of reached out to me again, stating that, just like we've talked about before, in most of the properties we have ever found, you have to build on it in order to be on the property. But it's a little bit more lenient here. We know that we have to build, but we can do it in kind of a slower manner here, which is part of the reason why we've been searching in this area. But I just had a a lot of struggle that night wondering if I'm ready to give up this lifestyle. And I know that it, I mean, we're, we're going to be based out of this thing while we build. So we're not done with this. And also we're not, we're this being the scamp. Right? Yeah, the scamp. And we're not just moving straight onto land and just staying there and mo- or moving into a house or anything. This is going to continue for at least a year. Uh, it's just going to pivot a little bit. I'd say a year minimum. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like we will do it a lot faster than we could anticipate. Like we'll start knocking things out. But it'll just working with different contractors and everything I think will take a minute. We just were only tuned in to land what are we going to do about land? Where do we want land? Land, land, land. And so I hadn't at all been considering the building, the structure. Because we were kind of hoping to not have to build a structure. But in the United States, there are very few places that you can live legally live in an RV full-time, even if you own the land. Year-round. Yeah. 
So we kind of knew that if we're going to live in this country, that's just something that we're going to have to deal with is we got to build a permanent structure. But that still just wasn't at all on my radar. And I guess it should have been, but this whole land search has been proactive, but also from the beginning, we've probably said this numerous times that we knew the land was just going to happen. It would happen at the right time, whenever it was supposed to happen. Um, There's been an amount of work that we've done to really figure things out. This is part of why we've traveled so much is because we wanted to figure out where we wanted to have our home base. So it's been years of kind of background work, but uh, I wasn't anticipating it falling so swiftly into our laps. So I, I don't know, I was just thinking all night is what are we going to do? How, how do we really want to build something? Do we want to just be nomads for the rest of time? What do I want with my life? And we went on a long walk. <laughs> it's like and, existential crisis. Yeah, for real. Because this has been such a great, like we've finally gotten the scamp to, the, to a place where there's nothing more that we would like to update. We're mm-hmm. just, it's perfect. We love our car. We love the scamp. All of our tools, uh, all of our equipment. If you hear a camp in the background. His allergies are starting. Yeah, he's smacking and scratching himself, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, all of our things are totally dialed in to the point where they couldn't really be optimized much more than they already are. So it's kind of hard to, there's a level of, why would we change what's perfect? But also there's the, what my dad would say is, it's time to reach your next normal, the new level of normal. Like, We've gotten this figured out, and now just as human beings, we want to have another challenge and figure out a new level, level up, basically. And also with the things that have been just going on in the last year, it feels a little bit more pressing. We just want to be able to have a secure, stable space, not only for us, but for our people. An interesting bit of it, though, that we're trying our best to keep in mind, and especially when we first started looking at this, it was something that we had to keep reiterating to ourselves, is that nothing has to change. If we want to buy the land, it's like we have, we've been saving a lot of money. For years. That's yeah. been the, really the only goal. Right. And our monthly income or our monthly like outgoing payments, we don't really have many bills or anything. It's just like we have to buy the tools and equipment to keep our lifestyle rocking and groceries. So we've been able to save up a good bit of money. So we've had enough money to buy the land in cash in the bank. In changing or in doing that, it, you're, we're really just moving the store of value from the bank into land. So nothing really has to change because we are making enough money to live as frugal as we do very well. So we just have land. Right. And then we can continue. We have our perfect setup so we can continue doing everything the same. Right. So we don't have to be like trepidatious or scared yeah. that we're like screwing ourselves up and having to jump into all this new complexity. Yeah, that's a don't have to. fact that yeah. helped me consider going <laughs> to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one night you were like, we had figured out a bunch of stuff and you were like, oh, okay, I think I'll be able to sleep well at night. And you, I woke up and you're like reading a book at... 3.30 in the morning, just doing your best. To Trying it to keep, just take my mind off of it at all. It's overwhelming. It truly is. There's more to think about than I would have ever considered. 
uh, getting back to the other point you mentioned earlier, the other time that I was having major regrets was about the cash situation. Uh, it was, man, it's hard to find people to, to kind of get advice on this situation, loan versus cash, because a loan would then, I don't have very much credit. I've never, oh, oh, I've never had a credit card. You've never had a credit card. I've never a, had a credit card. I've had a couple of loans though. Out, uh, like, and I had the, the, I guess it was a credit card for my laptop that I yeah. just paid off every month. So I, it was kind of like a loan interest free. Yeah. But it was, it was functional or it was, uh, like legally a credit card. Okay. But it, it was kind of like a loan, but that was about all the credit history that you had. And then a little bit of student debt. Right. And that, all of my, I paid everything in time and everything and I had good credit. I just don't have very much credit. So right. then I have, it is like, I've got low credit and I still don't even. It's so all of this to say that we understand that there's a debt, a debt game that you can play and you can leverage like somebody else's money and get loans and pay them off over time and leverage different properties as down payments on others. And you can play that whole game, but it's just not something that we are particularly interested in. I see the value in it. I, and I understand that that's how things work. If we want to do things beyond our financial capacity, that is what we would do. If we wanted to get the $300,000 property that that realtor was trying to sell us, that's yeah. what we'd have to do. And that's just how people do it. But we would rather operate within our means and pay for something or pay for it in cash so that we don't have to worry about it. And then it's not the banks. Like we aren't paying the bank off. It's ours and it's done. Technically the state still owns it. If we don't pay our taxes, then they'll take it away. But it's as ours as it can be. My dad made the good um, point that, well, if you take out a loan on this property, interest is super high on vacant land because there's no collateral. It's And there's... It doesn't sell as quickly. So we would have had to pay a ton of interest on this, put down like 50% down, and and then it was just like... Well, like a 15-year loan. But I understand that would then make my credit go up by a lot. My dad was like, that'll do great things for your credit. And that was selling me for a minute, and I got all my documents together and did my taxes, sent everything into the bank, and... Another piece of that that just kind of fell into place like everything else was they said that it would go through in one to two days. And I think I sent it in on a Friday. So with the weekend, four days later, they got back to me and said, oh, something happened. You didn't fill out the document. Somehow I sent them a blank document. But it was a digital form, so that didn't make any sense. So just having that, just the waiting all weekend and then realizing they hadn't even looked through my files, I understand we're not the only people in the world. Mm -hmm. I understand they have other people, but it was just like, okay, I take that as a sign that I don't want to go through any of this bullshit. And we had just talked to our friends, Robert and Cynthia. Who very much... Share a same, like, similar frame of mind. Right. That cash is king. But also, there's the point to make that we are then cash poor if we don't take out a loan. Then we don't have cash. We don't have as much cash. But we make enough money and live frugally enough to where we have a surplus 
at the end of the month. So it wouldn't put us in at like a, we would have enough and like a safety net too, even after buying it in cash. So if we were buying a property that would, that was like at our maximum capacity for what we could have paid, we would have been in a tighter spot. But since we chose a property that wasn't so expensive, we still had that uh, financial wiggle room. So it also feels good to get the cash out of the bank and put it into land that can also grow over time. Because land is a better store of value than our fiat currency is. Fiat? Fiat. Like the dollar is a fiat currency. It doesn't, you can't trade it in for anything. It's a certificate of debt to the Federal Reserve. So if everybody just has to has to agree on the value of it and there's no like trans like you can't go get gold with it. Mm. Like you can't trade it in for something. So it's a fiat currency. Oh. And last year the Federal Reserve printed twenty percent plus of the dollars in circulation. That is so freaky. Yeah. But in modern modern monetary theory Inflation doesn't exist, effectively. I know that's that's um, wrapping up a complex topic in one sentence, but that's effectively the case. So, with all that said, we don't trust the dollar as much as we do the value of land, because the value of land is pretty intrinsic. So, we're storing our money in land aside, rather than storing our money in the bank. An investment. An investment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, should we talk about what we want to do first and maybe like how the land is laid out. I don't think we've talked really about that. Yeah. The property is surrounded by public land, miles and miles of public land. I can't wait to be the girl with the dragon tattoo on my (laughs) black little bike with all my black clothes and a dragon tattoo, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Some little dual sport bikes so we can rip around on our all the public land behind our land. It's very arid climate. We'll get tons of sun. And while we don't have our beloved ponderosa pines on this property, um, there are a lot of pinion pines. And, and they're big, they are big old pinion, pinion pines. pines. And we were just expecting to have nothing on As this far as property. trees go. Right. So we are thrilled to have trees of any kind there's lots and lots of cacti so we will have to do some maintenance for camp and for ourselves it's beautiful though and it's kind of rolling hills so there are different sites that we could build on that would be really cool or tow the scamp up to and it backs up to a hill that overlooks the forest land and then it's got like a big rock behind it that we might be able to even climb on it's crazy it feels like I love that we can know that we won't have any development around us mm-hmm. ever unless something changes and it's no longer federal land um, this is our private getaway mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be able to have a spot for family and friends to be and just to go get out and be free and enjoy have like outside. a side by side and a couple motorcycles and just release people into the wilderness. <laughs> then come back home and have dinner, go mm-hmm. to bed, do it again. <laughs> and growing our own food. Okay, so what will we do first? That is what we are really debating. 
some some of it hinges on legality. Like there sure. there are certain ways that you can, like if you put in a well and septic before, or if you're going to build a house, you have to, if you have a well, you have to have septic too, or all these different like weird sequence rules in different jurisdictions. If we could do it exactly how we have always wanted to do it, we would just build an off-grid bathroom and call it good for life. Mm-hmm. Then build a greenhouse. But we have to have a main dwelling unit in order to be on the land full-time. Mm-hmm. So our plan is to, one, order a composting toilet, like today, probably. And then that will cover, so that if anybody in the neighborhood is wondering, like, okay, what do you guys have septic? It's like, no, we're taking care of it, though, until we get septic. Because we want to spend time on the land before we begin building so that we can figure out where exactly we want to build and how shade works and where the wind hits it's and 40 sun. acres. Did we say that? I don't think so. It's no. 40 acres. So there's a lot of land and right. we really don't know what, I, I guess I, I question how most people don't do this. But then if you're working with like a quarter acre lot, then you kind of don't have a whole lot of options. Yeah, there's just an obvious place to build. And even on ours, there is an obvious place to build, but we don't know if that's exactly where we want to build yet. Because it depends on the well. It depends on septic. And we're also really trying to figure out, within the county, you can apply to have a compost system. Or incinerating toilet, full-time. You can apply for that. You have to go to the county and be certified to do that. They send an inspector out and they look at what you have and your plan with it and everything and kind of assess whether that's going to be legal or not. And we love the idea of doing that over septic. Just, it's just less, less complexity. But what really got us feeling like we may need to actually seriously consider no septic is the amount of rock that will be under us. It may be a big challenge and a very expensive process to do septic and the leach field and everything. Except- Which we're okay with. To an ex- Like if we just have to wait a few months longer to do it so that we can save up enough money to put in a septic tank, that's okay. Yeah. But if Septic it's, would be so easy. Yeah, it's like... Or, well, once it's in, yeah. that is. But even still, then there's a lot of complexity that comes with it. Like um, all the different electrical components. Like generally you have to have some kind of pump and you have to have the tank pumped out like every five years or so. And you have to have somebody come maintain it if something goes wrong or if it gets clogged. There's lots of potential failure points and you're working with poop, like a lot of gallons of poop. <laughs> it's so strange how I'd never actually known what a septic system was. I had no reason to. I don't think we were on septic in the city, right? Mm-mm. I had always assumed before I, like years ago before I figured it out, that a septic tank was just a big poop tank underground <laughs> that would just hold it permanently like a blackwater tank in an rv except for it's underground that's what i thought that is a thing you can get those but septic tanks or septic systems are different than that they actually leach your waste out into the ground over time so it's effectively like the cat holes that you dig when you're camping Mm -hmm. poop in but deeper and bigger and more thoroughly thought out (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like the leach fields kind of spread over a large area of land. Yeah, it varies depending on your different soil types and how permeable it is. And so with how much rock we have, I'm not really... Sometimes you have to put in, like, new uh, 
sediment types to go with it so it can leach out properly. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. But we're definitely going to try to go the septic route. But initially, before we can even do that, so that we can spend time on the land, we're going to get a composting toilet. Because if we didn't get septic, the gray water from the sink and from showers, we'd then have to have some sort of gray water tanks and figure right. out what to do with that water. And legally, I believe you can just water your things with that. And that's cool, but that's going to be another complex right. situation to have to deal with, whereas septic is kind of, there it is. And even with the composting toilet we will still have to go dump it somewhere that legally accepts waste. Right. Because you can't do the humanure thing. I guess counties haven't figured out how to legislate around that yet. So we couldn't just, like, dry out our compost and keep it for a year in a pile and then use it on trees or whatever. But maybe eventually they'll come around to that. But so far, you still have to treat it just like black water. I haven't seen a ton. I have seen it, but I haven't seen a ton of people on their homesteads doing the humanure route. I think it's a, just a, a new thing and mm -hmm. a, a, a thing that's you very important to be careful with. And you're just... I don't know if we've said it yet, but we're totally off-grid. Oh, yeah. We do have no a little power. bit of cell service, but we're totally off grid. So that's so if we did have power going to the property, then I would definitely consider an incinerating toilet. They are fascinating, but they pull, like, um, they say I think it's two hundred amps, or yeah, I think it's two hundred amps. It, it equates to like two thousand volts or two thousand watts that they pull. So and they have to every time you poop, they have to pull two. 2,000 watts for like an hour and a half or something around what? there. That's like our entire battery. Yeah. For every poop. So if you're hooked up to the grid, it's no problem. You just microwave your poop like with the power from the grid. Yeah. But um, since we will be on solar, that just won't work for us. There, are, I don't know. There's a countless other ways, but I think the composting toilet is simple and effective. It's what we will do to start. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We're going to order it. And then we um, just have to get our... We've got to figure out where things are going to go. We do have an idea of what the well situation will be like and how deep... Well, not how deep, but... Let's tell that story quick. We had the well driller person come out, and he brought out a guy that does magnetic... Uh, field imaging from under the ground. So he has this like fork on the front of a side-by-side, -side, which is like a fancy off-road golf cart. And he does magnetic resonance imaging or mapping. So he can see what is underground. And he did find some water underground on our property. And people have drilled wells successfully around the property, but we still don't know exactly how deep we're going to have to drill to get to the water that he found. So we are hopeful in that we could drill a well and have as much water as we need, but it's still kind of a crapshoot as to whether or not they hit the water supply or not. The whole well drilling thing was something that I researched for several days, just trying to figure it all out. And it was super helpful talking to the guys that came and uh, imaged our property and kind of told us how it all works. But still, it just feels like you're playing a lottery game when you're trying to find water. As if you're not, if you don't have like a water table to hit, or if the water table is super, super deep like it is where we are, 
then it just feels like a crapshoot. If you were tapping into an obvious water table though, then it'd be no problem. Yeah, it's kind of wild, but we're hoping to be able to have a well. I think I'm very confident that we will be able to, mm -hmm. whether we have to poke two holes, that'd be a bummer because- That'd be an expensive bummer. Right, because it's like half the price of drilling the and uh, setting the well up just to poke the hole. So hopefully we don't have to poke several holes. And it is way more involved than poking a hole. It's a big, yeah. big operation. Right. I'm, I, yeah, it's insane. And that's part of deciding where we want to build is where can we get the well drilling rig into on our land? Because it is hilly and these rigs weigh like something like 20 tons or something. It's outrageous how big these machines are. That's a, a major complexity point to grapple with. Provided things go well, whether we do septic or not, the well we, we will be doing probably first. As far as we know, probably first. And then our plan, be Is, it septic or no septic. We're planning on septic. Like I'd say yeah. that's what we want to do. But plan B, if it's just, if we're having to like dig through boulders, then we could get the amendment for the composting toilet. And we just, in the beginning, as we build our first unit. We'll have a compost. Yes. Cool. But our plan, so <laughs> backtrack for one second. We are kind of considering a log cabin route for this property. There's um, an area nearby that creates log cabins they do it for you deliver it or they let you do it yourself but you have to do it yourself he's in an area nearby that makes log cabins and i just pictured them like in a video game spontaneously <laughs> building themselves <laughs> like the area does it oh but there's a company yes yeah, well, sorry i suppose <laughs> there is yeah and we um talked to them and went to see it and we think that's a really interesting route it's kind of cool to I suppose that would be the insulation and the exterior, and it just seems really cool. You are more into the log cabin idea than I think I was at first, but I'm into it. I just instinctually, I just think log cabins are really cool and uh, a fascinating way to build. I understand that there are lots of con constraints, but we can make those expensive. into creative constraints. So, they, I, When looking online, I thought they were more expensive than I found them to be locally yes and i i mean i've heard people say about their log cabins that they get a quote for one thing and then it ends up being two sure. to three times more depending on what you're doing and so anticipating that but our thought is if we do want to build it ourselves we because we really do it's been our dream to build our own house i didn't realize it would be coming so soon but we just we don't are. know if that's realistic or not no so we're considering um after talking to the president of the loa he is has been so helpful really just wants to make this work for us he suggested doing a bathhouse uh, connected to the well and to septic so that we can then use the land recreationally like a hunting property that's there's a lot of hunting properties around here where they've built a structure that they can come use and go to the bathroom legally in and hunt and then go home. So he said that this could be our home base if we create a bathhouse. So we're kind of thinking, okay, let's do a miniature log cabin, build it ourselves and see what that's like for us. See if 
we would want to do the main structure like that uh, or... And the miniature log cabin being a bathhouse. Yes. Like with yes. a loft or whatever, just so that we could throw a bed up there or For storage any, or whatever makes sense. Right. We think it would, it would be kind of cool to, because um, we're going to be having people come help us if parents needed to come have a bed to sleep in or whatever while we're building our main unit, then... They, they can, can have a bed in our bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> kind of something like that. But I just think it's such a cool idea that we could then get all the kinks out, sort of. And if we do end up building the main structure, we've got our miniature bathhouse as kind of our... Test dummy. Yes. And then we can go into the main structure with so much more confidence. And even if we don't build it ourselves, we'll have a far better understanding of what goes into it mm -hmm. and what to look out for and everything. If we build just like a small shed, effectively, that's a log cabin shed, I think that'll be a really good experiment, and that'll set us up for the future, too. And then we can also take that time to save up money for the main structure, because ideally we would pay for the main structure um, in cash as well, only once we could afford it. And we've considered the idea of like shed houses and stuff like that, like the sheds that you can get from Home Depot. We would like to be patient in what we build to make it exactly what we will want forever because we plan on having this property for the rest of time, or our time at least. If we can save up and be patient and build exactly what we want the first time, rather than trying to get the cheapest thing on the land as quickly as possible, because we really have no rush. We can continue living this way for another five years, no problem. And that brings us back to the fact that nothing has to change. Right. And it probably won't change a ton. We'll just have less redundant content on our YouTube yeah. channel for a while. Yeah, I hope. It seems like the homestead, and that's not even really what I'm like picturing this to be like. I don't exactly even, what what is the definition of homestead? I don't know. That's a great question. But I'm not really trying to go have a farm and a, a an a animal farm, and we will likely have chickens or quail. And the first thing that we want, like ideally, would want to do is a greenhouse. Yes, plants are our main main. Like like I said, if we could have just done a bathroom in a greenhouse, we would. Mm -hmm. We just want to plant food. Yeah, and learn to hunt and start drying fish and just sort of canning preserving food right and dialing in our self-reliance as far as food goes as best as we can i think that's that's the next step for us because otherwise we have most things pretty well dialed being food independent would be excellent and we've been looking at geodesic domes for a greenhouse and there are lots of sort of uh, it's not necessarily geothermal, but like running pipes underground to cool and heat because the ground, depending on where you are, temperature stays at like 50 some degrees. So if you run uh, like long pipes, they will pull the temperature from under the ground to either cool it down in the summer or warm it up in the winter. So there are different ways that we could keep the greenhouse going year round and even maybe grow tropical plants because we get so much sun. That's fascinating. That's the part that we're both so stoked about is just to start working with plants and having a greenhouse. Even having fish, like tilapia or something, so you could have the aeroponic system or hydroponic system. And I'm really excited to have birds 
of some sort, chickens or quail or both, mm -hmm. so that then we can have our compost pile. We can have our chickens eating any scraps, uh, scrap food. So the eggs will be really high quality and delicious. And just farm eggs are the best. They are. And we've got to have some guard peacocks. Oh, heck yeah. Peacocks are great guard birds, it turns out, because they yell so loud if there's an intruder or any kind of coyote or whatever. And they can fly, as yes. you saw. Yes, I saw a mother and her baby peacocks fly into a tree because there was a, co a coyote after them. It was really cool. A coyote. A coyote. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, we'll have some guard peacocks. And they also eat all the bugs and stuff off of plants. And, and they're beautiful. So, got to have those. What we would eventually like to do, too, is have our own personal offices that are just little satellite buildings. Even if they were portable A-frames or something cool like that. Mm. That was a little tiny building that you could move around the property with a uh, skid steer or mm. four-wheeler or subi, whatever. Just or kind even of like put our it on own, skis. Our own studio. Yeah. It's not an office. It's not an office. It's a studio. Studio, like little cabin space that could also work as, I don't know, a cabin if our For somebody to spend the night. siblings want to come hang. I'm just so excited. I'm just so happy to unlock new levels. Like we'll probably, once things get going, we'll probably get married on the land, have kids in the next few years. We'll start just having new types of content, I, I think, that will be really cool to watch, I hope. I, I don't really have a lot of fear that people won't be interested in our situation anymore. No. If we pivoted okay from mural art to living in a trailer, I think people will understand. And body paint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many of you know that my channel is actually a body paint channel. That's how yeah. it began. And it's all still on there. You can find it all. So another thing that will open up to us is the idea of retreats, which is something that we're super interested in. It's unlikely that we would do the retreats on our land, but we could get permits to do them on the forest land surrounding. So we could use our spot as a jumping off point to prepare everything, and then we could go have either retreats or gatherings or whatever you want to call them, um, just so that we can meet some of you guys and build community that way. Yeah, I, that's a really big factor in all this, too, is community. And we're really happy to happy with the idea of having a few neighbors around just to have people around and to be able to provide what we're doing to those people. I'm just so excited to have my flowers grow and be able to pick them and go walk across the street. It would be a long walk. These are big <laughs> properties, but... Go walk down the street and give it to a neighbor. You can and, ride your motorcycle. Oh, that's right. And I'll have my dragon tattoo exposed. <laughs> <laughs> On your cheek. A dragon cheek tattoo like Mike Tyson has. Probably that would be good. <laughs> so then generally, like general update, so that you guys kind of know where we're at. We are going to town in the next week to have the car worked on. And we have all the parts and everything ordered. And that has been a major thing that I've been working on lately is getting the car to where it's in a ultra trustworthy and bomber state that will be done in a week. And then after that, we can like kind of move into closing on the land. Yes. And we will spend our first day on the land. 
On your birthday. On my birthday. On my 30th birthday. That's oh, pretty wild. I know. I feel like a child who's turning 30. And like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing things like being a landowner and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just feels a little bit like I'm not aging. I'm just a simple girl in a 30-year-old body. <laughs> <laughs> but, Living on some land. Oh. I mean, our parents had houses yeah. Their age, this point. So spring is here. We saw our first flower today. Oh yeah, we did. It looked like exciting. a columbine, but yeah. it may not have been. I don't know what it was. It was kind of the color of a columbine, but it had a really fuzzy stalk. Yeah, I was gonna say that. With spring, I always forget how windy spring is. Yeah. It's been very oppressively windy. Like you can't do stuff. And I for I always forget that that's a thing. I think oh spring just grain. But it's windy, too. So that's been a thing to deal with. But it's all good. The snow's finally melting out, and it is beautiful outside. Been getting plenty of vitamin D, which is ideal. Yes. Need all the D and the C. Oh, and Camp's allergies are here. So we'll probably have to get him his cytopoint shot soon. He's doing good, though. He's so soft and happiness. He's just kind of slowing down a little bit, and he wakes up at night and scratches himself. He's still got all his fur, though, and now we're so good at treating it early. We're, I gave him some CBD the other day, and we're a little bit higher than we were last week. Yes, so uh, that's helping. He loves to roll in the snow, so I guess we're, we'll just try to keep him... As high as we can for as long as we can, and then we'll get him a side point. Probably elevation-wise. Yes, <laughs> that <laughs> at the end of the month we'll get him a shot. But all is well. We have really exciting things that we're working on. It's kind of overwhelming, but it's a new chapter, and that's exciting. Nothing has to change, so it's all good. Yeah, send us your supportive vibes. Vibes of confidence and mm-hmm. we got this. Everything's fine. <laughs> and yeah, we'll keep you all posted on this. I can't wait to show you that. We'll show you as soon as we get it. We'll probably be even making a, a video Just about even it. Just talking and... about it makes me feel like we're gonna jinx it. So we'll show you after it's all yeah done done. We're the most excited. It's gonna be a blast, and it's gonna be so much new uh, information to learn and share that I can't even uh, wrap my head around how cool it's going to be. Cool? Cool. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. For more information and links to the things we talked about, check out our show notes at normal the number two nomad.com slash podcast if you want to see more of what we're up to we've documented our travels on youtube for the past three years and are up to a quarter of a million subscribers check it out at youtube.com slash please give us a five-star review if you like the show so other people can find it thank you and have a wonderful day